Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. I'm Phil and this week coming off of Dave's Shelf, we have 2010's The A-Team from director Joe Carnahan. Dave, how the heck are you doing? And uh, why this movie and uh, why now? Um, Still good um, from last... uh, Still riding that piece. Yeah, (laughs) still still riding that wave, buddy. Uh, I'm podcasting here from the 12th floor of the Delta. This is where I'm going to do all my podcasts moving forward. I can focus. No distractions. Um, Other than Dr. Ho on Channel 4. Uh, I don't know, Dr. Ho, he's a great guy. Anyways, uh, why this movie, Phil? You know, it was completely random. Uh, But I was able to link it to 25th Hour uh, through the fact that the, uh, the director directed Pride and Glory, which was a movie that Edward Norton was in. So I was able to find a link. Not that it's important, but I always enjoy coming across things like that. So, uh, But I remember also not really liking this movie. I, then I also remember liking this movie, so I wanted to have a bit of a tie break here, uh, watching it a third time since I've had it, and to see. And I also thought it'd be a fun film to talk about uh, since we haven't really visited a movie that has been transformed into a film that was once a TV show. Um, we've done a video game one in Max Payne, but we haven't done like a I don't think a TV show. Uh, these typically don't always, like video game movies, as we experienced with Max Payne, bode well uh, when transformed into a, uh, a feature film. Uh, but I thought um, we'd give it a go and see and see what you thought. And have you ever, did you, sorry, watch these TV series A-Team that ran from uh, 1980-something to 1980-something? Um, heck of a run. Everyone, everyone can uh, put those <laughs> dates in their calendar. Feel really good about that. Um, you know, I used to, I feel like I have memories of that show watching it. I was very young, uh, but uh, much like most TV in the 80s, uh, I watched it. And uh, particularly in the 80-something range, like everybody, everybody was glued to the television between mm-hmm. 80-something and, some, and 80-something. So, <laughs> exactly. But I think I remember it most. Uh, I had the, uh, you know, the B.A. Baracus Mr. T. Toy, you know, action figure. Uh, I think I had the van. And mm-hmm. I remember watching, uh, uh, I was a big, big wrestling fan. I think I may have referenced that when I was uh, at another episode. So uh, I think uh, I remember Hulk Hogan being a, a sort of a guest star uh, on some of those episodes. So uh, faint memories, though. I couldn't tell you anything about the show. Then I remember it being, you know, violent and obviously the theme song and, and some uh, I- I- iconic images um but not a show that i have revisited or really thought much of uh in the last you know 35 uh plus years um so watching this movie or getting uh, you know uh being advised that this is the movie that we're watching uh there was like a hint of oh i i know that i i have you know recollections of that um and i could tell by watching the movie that they sort of play up, um, you know, there, there are a lot of moments, I think a lot of moments in the movie that sort of hinge, whether it be a line of dialogue, a look, uh, uh, you know, something on screen, so forth, uh, that is sort of designed to get you to feel nostalgic. Um, and I thought for a person like myself that kind of only gets really the most cursory uh, connections, I thought that uh, it was pretty glaring and obvious and a little uh, heavy-handed. Um, and we can kind of get into more specifics. But I felt like each time that it wanted me to sort of connect to the movie or sort of to the television series, um, you know, the first time, yeah, that's cute. You know, the sort of first time you hear the theme, you know, there's a little bit of like, oh, that's good, that's good. Or the first time you get a, a uh, you know, a catchphrase, you know, and you're like, okay, yeah, all right. Or you see the van, you're like, okay, that's great. Yeah, I like it. But yeah. then it's sort of like six or seven times later, they're still trying to get you with the theme song, the van, or the catchphrase, and it becomes uh, a little bit more tedious. So uh, that's my experience with the TV show. Uh, it's minimal, and then this movie 
you know, obviously, like I said, tries to rest its hat on it. And uh, I don't know that it really works unless, you know, you, you know that show better than I do. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, again, it's a, it's a pretty faded memory for me as well. I, I too had the, the toys uh, for it. But when it comes to the 80s, I was a huge, huge MacGyver fan. Uh, and I've been waiting, and maybe I should write the script myself because we haven't had a MacGyver other than the couple made-for-TV ones with Richard Dean, uh, which are, for me, just longer episodes. But mm-hmm. we haven't uh, seen that kind of CGI blockbuster uh, MacGyver movie. Um, they made they remade the show, and I didn't like it at all. I didn't find it at all faithful, and I'm talking about MacGyver, but that's yeah. the reboot it had. Uh, so I, I was out of it in the first 20 minutes uh, of it and never went back to it. Uh, but having, again, very faded memories, I think this movie, uh, just as a movie, has a really good recipe to be successful. Uh, but I definitely found it to be over, ended up being overspiced and served a little bit messy. Uh, it wasn't the, uh, the plate was, uh, uh, you know, not very neat and clean. It had sauce coming down the side, uh, but uh, it's. Uh, I was. I'm still not sure. Like it got pretty wide variety, uh, a wide range of reviews. Or of course, sorry, yeah, reviews and scores. If you look on the web uh, about this movie, obviously there's some 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 cast members that we are definitely familiar with. And uh, I do enjoy Patrick Wilson's presence. And uh, I couldn't remember where I saw Charto, and I'm sure I'll say his name, Copley. And I knew I'd recognize mm-hmm. him. I looked it up, and so it was District 9, which we had watched uh, a couple years ago. So that's where I remember him. But uh, yeah. obviously, we're all familiar with Liam Neeson. Uh, <laughs> at least a few, a few times. And uh, again, it's really going to be a little bit more difficult than I thought because of our of our um, sharedness and the fact that we both have faded memories of the show. So when you think about, okay, how accurate was the casting? How good did Liam Neeson portray Hannibal Smith? How good did Cooper do face, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, so that's going to be a little bit tough because I, I, I even I considered, you know, maybe watching a couple episodes of, uh, of A-Team just to kind of have that kind of, connection but i didn't just didn't i have really poor time management skills therefore (laughs) it but here's my thought on that and i think you know i i've held this belief for for a long time anytime that you know i believe that a movie should be able to be a movie and deliver on that premise uh in, in in its sort of contained presentation mm-hmm. you I know um and so i remember having this this sort of discussion over with you know over the star wars movies do you know and, and sort of because there's some of these sort of leaps in logic or leaps in time you know some of the movies are predicated on wow you should have read the book or watched the cartoon series or the comic or you know seen this or this or this or that um and i find that you know when the camera is and i, I thought this movie again, kind of wanted to wink and nod to its past. Um, and, you know, I don't care how they cast it in relationship to the television counterpart, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, and maybe if I cared more about the show or, like, had a better memory of the show, I, I would be tickled more by it. But I think at the end of the day, like, the movie's responsibility is to be a movie, to sort of have a beginning, middle, and end that is self-sufficient and self-reliant and, you know, maybe if you can, you know, wink and a nod, you know, to some of the, uh, you know, I, I used to call that, uh, you know, sort of, uh, it's like a treat for being good, you know, in a movie, you know, where you sort of set up the movie to be what it is. But if you're paying attention, or if you if it does reference or have like an Easter egg or some sort of, you know, uh, a wink and a nod to a previous something, you know, then you get it. And that's sort of like, you get to kind of, you know, smirk or smile or chuckle to yourself. Uh, but it shouldn't, overtake the movie or it shouldn't sort of be uh mm-hmm. you know too too overwrought and uh, this movie i think you know sort of tap dance is a little bit more uh than i'd like you know a little closer to the hey look at us we're referencing the past um you know and i think that the movie sort of suffers for it now 
I watched the extended cut. That was the only thing I could uh, I could uh, oh. I could find. So it's a it's two hours and ten minutes, and I don't know what the theatrical cut was, but uh, I think that the, at two ten, uh, it also may be just a little overlong uh, for what yeah, sort of movie what the movie I is. Think it was a- had I known that, I would have watched the extended cut, but I, I, I knew I, I didn't want to do that to you or myself. Uh, <laughs> I think it comes in uh, at a buck fifty-six, so okay. it looks like there's an extra fifteen uh, minutes or so. So maybe you'll have a little bit more to, to bring to the table with that extra fourteen minutes. Uh, well, I didn't look up any of the extended, uh, you know, any information around it. Uh, as I said, this was what was available to me, and so uh, you know, you know, this, it's uh, it's a little long. I think it would also probably be a little long at 156, to be honest. Um, it was pushing it. It was pushing it, yeah. But I also want to, you know, kind of be up, up front. And, and, you know, I bizarrely enjoyed this movie. Um, and I say bizarre wow. only because it has absolutely, I, I, I think, pretty close to zero logic involved. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, I think it has it has sort of little to offer. I think the plot is sort of so convoluted and silly that it doesn't really uh, make any sense. Uh, I think the action sequences are on occasion, uh, you know, very kind of overdone and a little uh, unnatural and sort of uncomfortable in their in their execution. A bit of a whirlwind, um, which is just so. What's bizarre to me was I also found it. Uh, you know, again, perhaps it's the characterizations or the acting, you know, but I kind of dig the camaraderie. I sort of didn't mind the sort of team, you know, sort of banter and, and, and such um, mm-hmm. between the, the characters, particularly the leads, you know, because again, when you break it down, you know, I had no use for, uh, and we can kind of get into casting a little bit more, but I had no interest in the CIA subplot or even like the, you know, the black point, uh, uh, subplot or the girl love interest like you know so it's a strange thing to sort of have everything about this movie kind of not work for me uh and then and yet somehow sort of at the end just go like yeah it was okay you know again i would never recommend this movie i wouldn't sort of suggest anybody see it but it does sort of leave me in a little bit of like yeah it was okay well i think a movie at the end of the day needs to be entertaining and I think depending on your frame of mind um, going into the film and, and what you're in the mood for or how you're feeling at the time, to definitely to a certain extent, to a level, it is entertaining. Uh, if you're a physics major or teacher, you're going to be, um, I mean, quite disappointed or maybe kind of distracted by uh, the over-the-top over uh, action sequences and a few things are very, you know, coincidence and things like that. And yeah. even I felt it was too much. And that's what I meant by being, by being a little overspiced to, again, yeah. I thought I do like how this movie could have been really good. And it was uh, to a certain degree at some points, but I've found, I, I didn't think they had to do that um, to make it still a, a, a fun uh, action packed movie. You don't need to go over, over the top. Uh, with it i think we've seen it before i think i'm just done with it now when it comes to nostalgia the one thing i wanted more and didn't get was the truck the van yeah it was pretty much immediately destroyed i'm like oh well that's the one thing that kind of that's the one toy i did have that's right (laughs) what i want to see more of i want to see the four of them in in that van doing some things and and such and driving around uh, so I was a little disappointed with that, but uh, I mean that's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll rebuild it. I'm really, uh, on a side note, surprised that the uh, sequel never came to light. I thought this was a movie, uh, no matter how it was received, uh, had uh, room for uh, a second one. I think with uh, everybody, maybe maybe nobody wanted to do it. I don't know. Or but uh, yeah. I, I think it comes down to the fact that it, uh, you know, didn't really make any money and the reviews were pretty gross. Um, so I think, you know, people would probably want to, to make the movie. Uh, I think uh, it certainly appears, at least from the screen, that everybody was having a, you know, a good time and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, sadly, uh, when a movie or whatever, sadly, but when a movie doesn't make much money, 
Uh, it doesn't get a lot of critical fanfare, even movies that are designed and built and sort of created to be sequels or franchises. Uh, just can't get the backing again to try. Now, this movie is, you know, 11 years old. So, um, you know, barring any rights issues, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next sort of four or five years, uh, there's another attempt, you know, that the, obviously a completely different cast and director and such, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, we, if we're reacquainted with the A-team uh, at some point in the next few years. Yeah, I mean, with the way uh, Hollywood's going, right? So, I mean, the, with the reboots, we got a Frasier reboot coming. I'm excited for, uh, but we're just definitely doing a lot of recycling. And um, sure. Liam Neeson, referenced the MacGyver. Yeah, Liam Neeson, <laughs> still going strong. Uh, looks like him and the director worked together in in Gray or the Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gray. Did you ever see that movie? Right, I haven't. No, I've heard of it. It came shortly after, I think, this movie. I think it was 2011, if I'm not mistaken. So they obviously had a rapport and want to work together again. And there was a yeah, connection. I can, I can... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 can spend a couple of, uh, I can spend a couple of minutes talking about Joe Carnahan as a director. He's, uh, he had yeah. a heck of a run. He had a heck of a run <laughs> near the, uh, the beginning of his career. Uh, you know, I saw you know, I, vaguely on a video cassette, you know, sort of in 98, 99, uh, a movie, uh, Blood, Guts, Bullets, and Octane, but I don't remember much of it. But in 2002, I saw Narc in the theater, uh, and I just loved it. Ray Liotta and, and uh, Jason Patrick, uh, I just thought it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And one that I, you know, it's immediately on my shelf uh, right after. And then a few years after that, he was doing, uh, he did a movie called Smoke and Aces. Yes, I noticed that. Uh, We'd watched that. Yeah, it would, again, we watched that a long time ago. Now, that is another movie that I just loved. I thought it was great, uh, even though I, I think, you know, looking back, it probably doesn't hold up, but there's enough things in it that I kind of remember thinking, I like this movie. I enjoy it. It's got a great pace. The guy can clearly kind of make a make a movie uh, in that in that vein, right? And then 18 was sort of the follow-up to that a couple of years after. And for whatever reason, I just never – I think I just didn't care, you know, sort of mid two thousands, I was like, yeah, eighteen TV reboots. It may have come at a time when they're already been doing a few of those, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a potential that I didn't even put the two together, to be honest with you, because I did see the gray, and I thought that was okay. That was a pretty good movie too, uh, and I never bothered to go back to the A team. And I, you know, honestly, I've since not really connected with the director really again. Um, but certainly those first couple of movies, particularly Narc and and uh, and Smoking Aces, I thought, this guy is fantastic. You know, he's got a great energy, a great sense of humor. The stuff's kind of coming up, uh, does action incredibly well. Um, and for whatever reason, this movie, like I said, just kind of skipped skipped town on me. And in watching it now, I kind of think, I don't know that I would have enjoyed it anymore uh, 11 years ago. You know, I don't know that in, in you know, my 2010 mind, on a bit of a high of this guy, this director, that I may have enjoyed it a little more. I think I probably would have felt the same. Uh, yeah. You know, so I kind of hoped as I was trying to, as I was watching it, I thought, you know, I, once I remember to realize that it was Joe Carnahan, I thought, well, you know, trying to get my myself into back into the space of like, I used to really, you know, connect to this guy's movies. And maybe that is why I, at the end of this one, I kind of still have this sort of opinion that it was okay. You know that I was that it was fine. It was entertaining enough. Um, you know, perhaps uh, I may maybe that is what leniency I'm giving that director. You know, uh, had you seen uh, any of the other two movies I just talked about? No, we we watched Smoke and Aces. But do you have any uh, history or knowledge of him? Just Smoke and Aces. Uh, when I was going kind of through going through his filmography, I was kind of curious to watch the movie Stretch because mm-hmm. I was actually quite taken with Patrick Wilson. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought he just brought a little bit of fun to this film. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I really, I've enjoyed him in other films. Uh, he's, I've never really seen him as the lead. He was in The Commuter uh, with another Liam uh, Neeson movie I have on my shelf. Just uh, okay. a smaller role. He just kind of pops up here and there. But it seemed sure. more him being the lead in the movie called Stretch and directed by same director. So it kind of made me uh, curious to watch that just to see a little bit more Patrick Wilson and maybe get another taste of this director's uh, 
work just to get a better idea. So, um, I mean, when it comes to uh, all the other movies, I mean, I went through it and they all seem to be decent films when just looking at the quick reference to how they were scored. I mean, again, these are pretty, you know, you don't really know what the scoring system is, but uh, they're all not really at all. (laughs) (laughs) It gives you a kind of like, you know, if it's a three or a four, you know, it just, it really tanked. But when you get into like the six or seven, those could be actually a four or an eight, really, depending on uh, who's leaving the reviews. So there's a lot of it there. So it didn't really give me much info to work on. But uh, uh, again, this having this being the third time I've watched the film and I kind of I'm not I definitely didn't like it as much as I had had liked it one of the times I watched it. But I think what I don't like about the film was more glaring, I think, this time than previous times to why I don't like it or what's, what, what is it about the movie I don't like that's keeping me from uh, saying, oh, okay, I want to watch this again. This was great. But again, it all comes down to what you wanted to, what your frame of mind was. What, what were you expecting? I mean, I knew what I was expecting, but I think it still comes to the fact that what am I feeling that day? You know, what am I, uh, you know, what's going on? And mm-hmm. You want something that's just kind of uh, just fun, light and fluffy, or do you want to feel something? Do you want to make those emotional connections with with the cast and the actors and the characters? So uh, I think that can change almost on a daily basis. And I think you can have a movie that can hover between uh, the, like, the likeness of it between like a, a six and eight. Where okay, six today, it's an eight. Next, I watch it next week, it's an eight. So for me, I think mm-hmm. it's one of those movies. Um, but I think what I didn't like about it, and I think I don't think I'll ever get back. Is I don't really like the over the top action things that happen, action that is just bullshit. Like it just defies too much for me. Yeah, uh, certain stuff that I allow, like, well, okay, that's a long shot, but it's just the way it's 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 filmed, just the way it's, uh, it's shown. I I'm okay with it, but this movie, other than, and I'm gonna tell you, maybe you can guess. Um, there's one sequence which was over the top BS, but I did for some reason I did like it. And just to have some fun, Phil, can you guess what you think that scene is? I can only imagine it's the flying tank. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when they need to land it, and, and they decide that they need to to shoot it to to move. Yes. Then, now, I want to just settle on the audience allowing themselves to process the words I just said. <laughs> uh, you know, when 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 asked a highlight of a movie, uh, I did say flying the tank. Um, so that's the kind of movie we're dealing with. Uh, you know, David, I I I wrote down a couple of times. Uh, I hate this. In, in in my notes and it was always at an action sequence like that where it just turned into a mess yeah. however I also wrote clever drive it flying the tanks <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was uh, there is some overlap now I would love to kind of get into you know that piece of the movie uh, but maybe let's just talk about some casting mm-hmm uh, before uh, diving into uh, that scene and others uh, in there. Now, I will say, if you have something specific about that particular scene, I'm more than happy to hear it because I did think it was it was a bit of a highlight amidst a lot of craziness. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It, even though it's so, so crazy, it was so crazy. But at the same time, you know, I was like, it might work. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> a little bit, like, I don't know. I mean, it yeah. could. I mean, it kind yeah. of makes sense. Everything up, probably not all. Everything up until that point, I was just like, oh, come on. You know, give me a break. Yeah. It was a lot of that. Like, roll my eyes, get frustrated at, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the, the pieces. There's like a thousand pieces to this particular sequence, you know, and it ends like this. Like, this is how they intended it to be, you know, like sort of it's a lot of that kind of there's no way in hell you could have ever managed yeah. this situation you know um and then there was this moment of get back on the you know get back in the in the in the seat we're gonna fly the tank and, and there was a part of me that just kind of went like well that's pretty awesome <laughs> like that, yeah. that's pretty cool <laughs> even though none of it made sense uh, around no. and i think to your point i think it might work 
Yeah, exactly. But it will, we'll def, we'll talk about the cast because there's definitely some, some things to talk about there, and then we'll get to this, some of the scenes, and then maybe uh, we'll help the audience understand to maybe why the text scene was the one that uh, <laughs> sticks out, almost, oh, it sticks out, and almost uh, maybe believable. So yeah, uh, this is our third Liam Neeson movie, or is it just our second one? We done we've done Cold Pursuit, yeah, which was. You know, not our favorite film, but it was interesting and a, a good conversation for sure. I do sure. have a fair amount sure. of Liam Neeson's. I haven't seen the Taken movies, um, yeah. but I have The Commuter and just a few other ones. It seems to be he's running into almost a bit of a, a Bruce situation here. Uh, yeah. I saw a movie yeah. called Icy Road, I believe, and it seemed very oddly sim- similar to, to Cold Pursuit, so kind of the the atmosphere that, which it was in, but I haven't seen it. So I don't really know. It didn't really get great reviews, but it seemed like he's just putting out a lot of movies. Uh, he's, definitely, really he's definitely putting out a lot of movies. And I think ultimately because we've already talked about him, we don't necessarily need to dive too deep into, into his, yeah. into his story. But I think, you know, as in terms of in this movie, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I thought maybe yeah. this was like the early, the early stages of that kind of gravelly voice. Um, Mm-hmm. you know kind of kind of kind of act kind of shtick now it did remind me a little bit of that voice of a movie called dark man um which is uh which she's excellent in um but i think it was maybe a little precursor to maybe some of the more action-oriented sort of career turn that he made uh in mm-hmm. more recent years but i thought he was pretty good at, uh, in that in that as a character i think he's fine uh he's got a great introduction um in a scene that yes. does again doesn't make any sense um but is really just designed to get the reveal with the music montage, you know, the music sort of score rising and him kind of coming into focus. So it's like a great entrance, like a hero shot uh, in a scene that doesn't make any sense, but I thought he was uh, pretty good in the role. Um, I, w- I would agree. I would say he was definitely, his presence was known. He was definitely clearly the leader. I think he really portrays that kind of leader, um, that leadership that, um, it bodes well. I think that he, he did that wonderfully. I think there's a few of the of the one-liners or a little bit of the dialogue I felt didn't quite land. Um, yeah, wasn't quite enough. Maybe to trying trying too hard to be faithful to the TV series, perhaps. Yeah, I think. And so. I felt felt like out, almost out of character a little bit, and just didn't quite seem smooth to me. Uh, so a couple of those stood out, but overall, in general, I think. Uh, it was well casted. I, I think it's it was a good role for him, and uh, there was good chemistry. I think between him, especially him and Bradley Cooper, um, and to a lesser extent, maybe Jackson and 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 uh, Copley. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So again, uh, the ensemble and starting with him, I thought was pretty good. Um, I think this is. Earlier for Bradley, Bradley Cooper, I think this was earlier in his career, uh, probably one of his first films, if I'm not mistaken. I, I thought he was in Jurassic Park 3. Uh, I think you clarified that's a lookalike. That's someone who sort of <laughs> looks like him. Sure. It's definitely, definitely not him to think about, but you can definitely see the likeness. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of Bradley Cooper movies. Uh, he's been in a few now. Um, I'm not sure your experience with him or how you felt, but I did in this movie specifically, I felt like I'm thinking this guy, I think did a pretty good job of playing face. Um, From what I recall, again, it's a pretty faded memory from the original series, but I felt when it came to, if I was going to pick one character that was really close to the original, this is what I'm picking. And I might be wrong, but Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, this this guy played the role. He's a womanizer. Um, I got a guy makes interesting decisions and, and gives uh, Hannibal, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of uh, a hard time. So I think he was kind of a fun role. And I think, again, I don't really buy the romance between him and Jessica Biel's character. I didn't really get the chemistry from that. But again, that's not going to make or break this film. <laughs> that's for sure. It wasn't uh, kind of, it was just like a kind of add on to it afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I thought it just seemed, I think it seemed so tacked, tacked on. on. Yeah. yeah. Tacked on. Like none of it, none of it made any sense. I, 
agree less about the face of it because i don't remember enough of the show to say like oh this is this is that you know uh but i will say that uh and again he would he was in you know i think he was in a few movies that i liked uh like uh you know wet hot uh, american summer and uh, wedding crashers but i don't i he made no impression on me in those movies so it was really just mm-hmm. like the sort of maybe the hangover which i've actually never seen but um you know that he sort of became a bit of a thing uh but i thought in this movie again there's a charisma obviously the man is, is good looking and there's a charm uh, about him and like you said a bit of a banter and that sort of you know kind of cool relationship he has with hannibal and sort of in general his vibe uh, i think you know that's easy to say that this guy is is going to be a movie star you know um and i think so f- to that effect uh i have no real baggage with him uh i i you know there are movies of his that i like and movies that you know sort of mean nothing to me uh but clearly a, a star and i thought um you know pretty charismatic in this movie i thought you know it was really uh you know delivered on again not knowing what the face character is in relationship to the show um or even what the hell it means in general uh, I guess that he's good looking. You know, I, I wasn't sure what face man really was sort of to indicate. Um, but uh, all saying that he, you know, he was, he was good to me. Uh, I liked him in the movie. I thought he was, again, that charm and charisma kind of really, really jumps uh, to me. And I do agree that, like we said, that, that, that relationship with, with Beale is just thrown in. It has no bearing. It has no real purpose. There's no reason to sort of have it there other than studio or somebody probably went, you know, we should probably throw in a love interest. You know, and and yes. uh, and to complicate the you know the plot, um, but I, I think it's it, it doesn't deliver. I think it's kind of useless, and I don't think yes. she's very good. She's just an actor that I don't connect with whatsoever. Um, I don't think she's got a charisma or uh, a, a connection, uh, chemistry with anybody I've ever seen her on screen with. You know, uh, it just doesn't deliver for me. Yeah, I agree. I've not never been a big fan. Never really been drawn in by her. And just to, and again, I think they just didn't want to throw it. It's the classic womanizer with a, the potential to have a serious relationship. I that's think right. That's, just, that's what it is. Seen it a thousand times before. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Jessica Beale again, hey, love, seems like a lovely gal. I don't know. Haven't met her. Uh, but yeah, it didn't really kind of bring any kind of, uh, like her scenes didn't really elevate the film, I don't think at all. Yeah. Really. I mean, it wasn't a huge role, uh, so it didn't really necessarily hurt the film, but it just certainly didn't didn't, didn't bring anything extra to it, unfortunately. But uh, that's okay. She didn't uh, uh, have a lot of on-screen time. Uh, it was more definitely you have, you know, and then to round out the A-team themselves, you got Charlto Copley. Uh, I found him entertaining for the most part, but a little, a little too much sometimes, a little obnoxious, I guess, but that is you know, um, the character and who was played originally by, um, Oh geez, what's his name? But he played on star Trek, the next generation as Barkley. If you okay. recall. No. Uh, so he was in a, a, a handful of episodes of TNG. Uh, he played the original, um, Murdoch. So I, I, that's the face that I, I really connect with, with Murdoch is I, cause I'm a huge, huge uh, TNG fan. So, Okay, but there was a, there was a they look similar a lot similarly. I like again, it wasn't necessary to really you know they they both kind of the same kind of character. They're the the pilot, I guess the the, the wacky pilot. So he that's what he was before. That's what he was in this. So I just I did I just found a little bit too much sometimes. But uh, again, enough not not really anything that hurt the film. It just uh, I wasn't really drawn in by him. I don't know what were your thoughts on the two. Um, Let's call them secondary. I would say Mr. T and uh, and Murdoch. Well, I mean, we haven't really talked about T uh, or you know Baracus. Uh, ultimately, you know, again, Murdoch as a character, kind of crazy person. I thought Chopley delivered. Uh, you know, again, I, I I think I loved District Nine. Uh, I think he's he's great in that movie. I haven't really seen anything else that he's been in, um, and I thought he was good in this. I had no real issues. I thought, you know, again, you're writing this character to be a lunatic in the most sort of bizarre and strange situations. Uh, and the plot and all of the sort of pieces of the movie kind of let the character down uh, and the audience, I think, to a certain extent. Um, but I thought, you know, playing the sort of crazy, you know, crazy pilot 
guy. I thought he did that excellent. Like again, I, I thought again there was a, a, a there's just a natural sort of charisma amongst you know for the most part these four. Um, and I would say that BA is is actually uh, the biggest sort of letdown to me. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, but I, I thought this this character was kind of fine. You know, the the BA of it, uh, I just thought he's the weak link to me. I thought he, his performance wasn't all that interesting again, as a character wasn't given a lot to work with. And when mm -hmm. I think about in my memories of sort of Mr. T or even like this added this, this guy BA, they kind of neuter him pretty quickly uh, in the movie as making him sort of fear for flying and um, how he sort of is now a pacifist, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess that that sort of played for laughs, right? Ha ha, this big hulking beast of a man, you know, and an air ranger, you know, is now somehow uh, afraid to fly and a pacifist. But I think those jokes are like that. The premise of those jokes is so mundane uh, and boring and just, yeah, just boring that it doesn't really deliver. And I don't find it very funny as a result. And so instead you've got, and he's sort of crying about his van right away. So again, I don't know if that's the character in the show and like, this is, you know, a great one-for-one -one comparison and someone might look at that character and just be like, no, that's exactly what I was looking for from, from Bad Attitude, uh, uh, B.A. Uh, Baracus. However, uh, in terms of the movie, I thought, well, I don't care. You know, like this guy is, is it, like, as a, in terms of a performance, I didn't think he was delivering. And as a character, I couldn't find any real reason to, to enjoy him on screen. You know, he didn't really do much uh, to really elevate the, the role. So I didn't really feel too connected to him do you have any any thoughts on him you know he's yeah, the most iconic character right you'd assume or at least my memories it's yeah. like mr t is the a-team to me and so i thought this is a strange uh choice as yeah. a character to make him least memorable i think one of two things didn't get delivered uh i don't know i don't again i don't know which one because i just don't have enough recollection of the series mm -hmm. either that is the character, uh, a pacifist, and, uh, you know, he's afraid of flying. And the actor or the script really didn't deliver. Mm. Um, or they kind of were doing what you kind of touched, said, or is that they kind of changed it a bit to make a kind of a joke. Uh, and that also didn't deliver. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure which one it was specifically, but either way, uh, the choice they made to me left a bit of a hole to the whole movie. I did the, the fear of flying was just, it, again, I got obnoxious and kind of, yeah. uh, I got, it made me, it was annoying. Uh, it just well, didn't again, land. It's repeated, it, it's repeated five times, you know, where it's sort of like, you know, I don't need it that, that often, you know, I just made, I realized the joke I made, it didn't land. <laughs> That's kind of funny, but yeah. So I think that kind of, uh, hurt the film it just didn't it, it kind of i remember mr t i mean that's mr t everyone knows mr t he's very in your face uh again one of the characters that really stood out from the original tv series i'm just it that I, that i recall <laughs> I mean, unless yeah. I'm, I'm misremembering but i felt yeah i think they kind of missed that here or their choice of what they want to do with that character uh, just didn't quite uh, pan out. I don't think to make the film to elevate again. It didn't elevate the film. I think it, it hindered it a little bit. Uh, to be brutally honest, uh, unfortunately, and I'm not sure the strengths of the other characters were enough to kind of keep the movie uh, going. But uh, it's tight. It's tight. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that, I think that character was probably out of the four the most disappointing. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think with with Copley though, though I think his performance is good. I think he really kind of got into the role, and you can really feel like he, you know, was putting on a performance. And I, mm -hmm. I and I and I really did appreciate that. Uh, just a little too crazy for me, but I guess that that's the character, right? Again, they're trying to keep it uh, probably you know, faithful to a certain degree. And, and again, I don't know. Maybe they went over the top to, again as a joke, right? We don't know. Sure. Um, exactly without having it'd be kind of fun to go back and actually maybe watch it a couple episodes just to kind of uh, yeah you know, I, did, I thought doing the same I thought to some extent maybe I'm missing something but I think at the end of the day as you mentioned just now you used the word a couple of times or the words uh, over the top and I think that ultimately this that's what this movie kind of suffers from is that everything it's doing uh, okay eventually goes over the top to the point where it's now 
obnoxious, you know, where yeah. it's like, here's an action sequence that's kind of compelling or kind of interesting or exciting. But now there is an explosion and a plane and, a, you know, and, and 25 different things kind of going and cutting away that I'm lost and confused. Well, now it's over the top and I'm just, it sort of becomes banal. You know, and the performance is, oh, okay, I like this. I got a little teamwork, a little banter. That's okay. But then the banter goes so far that it it's over the top and now is sort of obnoxious in and of itself, right? And similar, as I was saying with, you know, if I had a nickel for every time somebody in the movie says, I love it when a plan comes together. And I think that that is obviously a reference to the television show. Like, a, again, like a catchphrase. But it's, it's literally five or six times in this movie that somebody says this is the plan, some variation on a plan, and occasionally even the specific line, I love it when a plan gets, comes together. And I think it's just too many times, right? It's over the top. Once, it's kind of clever. Twice, you kind of bookend your movie, and it's kind of a, a wink and a nod, and I'm willing to accept. But when it's four or five times throughout the course of a movie, then it becomes over overkill. And now it's lost whatever punch and whatever meaning it has, right? And now it's just sort of like, oh, it's annoying, you know? Uh, and, and that's kind of how this movie delivered over the course of the, the two hours I watched it. It was like, oh, this is okay. And eventually the okay ran on so long that, <laughs> that it became annoying. I think when you have those lines, um, I, I find them incredibly connected to not just the character, but the actor. And I don't think you can repeat it. Oh, I don't think anyone not. else can do it. Uh, I think if I look, look back and watch it, the original Hannibal Smith, that line yeah. works for him. It, he nailed it, and it was a thing. It was awesome. It was so cool. And it doesn't matter who does it. If it's not him, the actual actor, the character himself, it's not going to be quite the same. And I think they may be could have tried maybe kind of bringing something else similar that would have just sounded more organic uh, to, to Liam Neeson doing this character. And that's what I felt. It didn't seem organic to me. It seemed kind of forced and that's why I didn't like it. And I think those lines are very specific to, it's just like if they redid MacGyver, something like Richard Dean Anderson did, I don't care who you, you cast, he's not going to be able to do it. So don't try. So I don't know if it's worth trying or I, I, I would think that or I would want to probably just try something else that just kind of worked for for Liam or for Face. So I think that it suffered from that. And I mean, over the top, again, we'll, we'll start talking about some scenes after we just touch on a couple of the secondary guys real quick. Uh, again, over the top and messy are two, two uh, <laughs> definitely terms to describe this film. Uh, I mean, again, not a complete bomb. Now, again, I, I did mention Patrick Wilson. What did you think of Lynch? What do you, like? What, what were your thoughts around him? Did you like him as much as I did, or did I? Am I just kind of tuning this? Well, I think ultimately, I have to say, every character in the in the movie that isn't the four lead guys, and really even just the three, I think leave me feeling pretty cold. So Patrick Wilson's an actor that I usually like. You know, he's okay. He's in Little uh, Children. He's fantastic in that. He's good in. Uh, uh, you know, I liked him in, enough in The Watchmen and Hard Candy and, you know, sort of does interesting work, um, but um, not a not an actor that I adore or anything like that. I thought he was fine, but just sort of is there as a plot device in ways that don't make much sense to me. And I think that is my biggest sort of concern is I see him and he sort of delivers the role fine. Uh, and I, I don't mind the sort of Lynch runner that they kind of they, they try and throw in there. Um but I don't know that he's got much to do, right? He's sort of integral to the plot, but he's sort of, you know, he's so two-dimensional at, the, at his introduction and then doesn't really get a lot of layers as a character. So from a performance side, it's like one of those, you've got an amazing cast and we can talk a, a little bit about, uh, you know, the general in a moment, but, you know, a great cast of actors, but because the script is such a mess, I don't know that any of them really have anything to really kind of chew on, let's say. And I think that of Patrick Wilson, where it's like almost every other movie I've enjoyed his work. And this one, I feel like he's a bit nondescript and maybe he's created that way. Lynch is a disposable character. You know, everyone looks the same chiseled chin and, a, you know, and sunglasses, you know, uh, but it didn't really seem to stick out to me as an actor or as a performance. That's fair. I, I felt like he was doing his best to bring something to that character because it wasn't really written into the movie where it was 
it wasn't a big role. And again, again, part of the messiness of, of, the, sure. of the story and all that. So I thought like Patrick's like, okay, well, I'm going to do something with this. And I think he just tried to do something with it. And it kind of just, uh, I just noticed it and I, I enjoyed it. The scene in the car and the scene between him and Jessica Biel, I thought kind of, kind of stood, but just in small doses, right. It didn't, it wasn't a sure. lot. I think there's yeah. part of that. For me, it was a break of, of the over top, over the top stuff. And, uh, those other liners, I was like, oh, this is a nice break for me. That's true. That, yeah, I'll give you that. I, I do think he was sort of maybe a little bit more of a subtle, you know, in his sequences were a little bit more subtle. But that scene in the car is, a, like, it doesn't make any sense. It bears no logic, you know, like with the sort of playful scene with the gun and the holding, right? Like all of that sequence, none of that makes any sense to me. You know, it was sort of watching it just thinking like, is this supposed to be funny and like humorous? And like, what are we talking mm-hmm. about? And and you know, while the wordplay is maybe a little funny, like some of the one-liners, as you said, or some of that, but the overall, I'm like, these people are like trained people, you know, and they're sort of being uh, fools and idiots, you know, with their sort of gunplay in the back seat and stuff, you know, and they're punching him like, oh yeah, I'm just such an idiot, right? Like it just seemed like, it seemed like a completely out of place, that that scene. It felt like it was in a different movie. Um, but Wilson's character, you know, I agree, is that sort of maybe a little bit more grounded in reality than some of the other ones. Uh, in the movie, and talk about that car scene. What you think of that? The the what, I forget his name. I don't have my other phone in front of me. That played the the bad guy with Black Swan or whatever the black, yeah. Black he's he's okay. I don't know him. It doesn't ring any real bells to me. But uh, you know, as a baddie, you know he's fine. You know everything about this movie. As I'm discussing it, I feel like I'm liking it even less. And I already <laughs> barely, I barely just got to like that six. You know, where I would like recommend it, you know, but I feel like the more we talk, I, I'm because as, as I'm trying to think about it, I'm like, you know, there's not really much I like about this movie. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, there's nothing that really stands out as being really good. Uh, you know, the, the bad guy sequence where he's sort of like, you know, doing the Bond villain thing near the end and he's, you know, sort of espousing all his, you know, his plans and his issues and uh, haha and whatever. Um, you know, it's just like, well, this is boring and lame and silly and a couple of other his his you know his scenes. And again, because the plot is so convoluted, by the time he kind of gets his comeuppance, you almost I've almost forgotten what it is that he did wrong, you know, or like how he's connected to anything, you know, in the end, you know. Yeah. Now I do love Gerald McCraney. Of course. Big fan, Simon and Simon, Major Dad, and of course Jericho. Of course. Uh, He's not enough to watch this movie, but uh, again, not a not a huge role. But uh, anyway, so I just want to mention my love for him in case he's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, uh, not really much else to talk. You about and there, Delta Burke. You and Delta <laughs> Burke. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think he's. I think he's great. I think that they he's wasted, and I think it sort of it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, again, the plot device, you know, and sort of using him or like that character and how, you know, how it all kind of falls or comes together at the end. And I use come together as a bit of a, a misnomer because I don't think it really does come together at all, you know, but but yeah. the sort of, you know, the tail end of the sequences and, and he's, you know, behind the whole thing and stuff like that. You know, there are movies that I've seen uh, that it becomes very obvious, very close, very you know, very soon after the movie starts or after characters introduced that like, Oh, he is the good guy posing or sorry, the bad guy posing as a good guy. You know, it's uh, we watched a little bit with the uh, LA confidential, you know, where it's sort of like you're introduced to Dudley as being, um, sorry, not Dudley, but um, you know, the captain James Cromwell yeah. as being the good guy right and then by the time it gets to the end you're like oh yeah he's the bad guy you know and this one i felt was somewhat similar we're sort of introducing him and he's like oh my oldest dearest living friend or some you know sort of like we're besties and we're this and that it sort of seems heavy-handed when you know two-thirds of the way through the movie hannibal all of a sudden is just like i knew it was you you know and they're like what how did you know what like you know you know the audience doesn't get a chance to know anything so mccraney is 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 a good great actor but it's sort of a silly yeah uh, they treat him poorly basically yeah exactly it was terrible i didn't like it i'm like there's no way this this no i didn't like any of that um i I don't mind the guy being good and turning bad i don't mind that at all but how this was executed was absolutely terrible and i'm not buying it and it's not any fault of gerald mccraney i think it was just lazy writing 
is what it was. It's, so it's it's lazy writing, and bizarrely, like it's like it's almost it's extreme writing, right? It's like laziness in terms of some of your plot choices, but it's like so convoluted that it's like just stop writing, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. like actually be more lazy with the actual writing itself because trying to put together, as I said, this plot. And how it comes together and how it, like the whole thing unfolds. It's just like, it's a fucking mess. It doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. But the plot and, every, and, and all the plot pieces are so conventional and like, uh, as you, to your point, like boring. And like, I've seen it all before. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a strange paradox to me to sort of have a movie that is so intricately plotted yet so lazily written. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of simple on on one side. It's, it's pretty simple. How can you make this so messy? You know, yes, exactly. Like, you know, uh, so yeah, it was interesting. Like, I, if you look back and just kind of peel, take away the mess, it's like, okay, well, that's that, that has potential to be uh, interesting story. You have these people, these people, and this, and these, and that, and like, oh yeah, this can work. And it just didn't. The execution just wasn't there. Uh, but is there any scenes as as we get on this one that you kind of that stuck uh, stood out to you that you that you did like or or really didn't like that well uh, uh, worth mentioning yeah i think you know ultimately there wasn't any real scenes i mean they're all built around these sort of action set pieces ultimately okay. right so like i kind of i found the introduction of the characters uh you know that first it's almost it's too long over, it's it's <laughs> it's too long uh, that it takes almost 20 minutes, I think, you know, at least on the extended cut, to really get to everybody's introduction. But I did find individually taken on, on its face, the introductions to be uh, pretty good. As I said, like the scene with Neil Neeson at the, at the beginning, it's like, this scene doesn't make any sense, right? He's getting beat up. He's got the pin, like he's the dogs, all this stuff. And then he shows up and you're like, oh, there's your hero shot. Like I kind of like uh, I got a chuckle at it. But like for nine minutes, I'm like, what is happening? This doesn't make any sense. And I kind of felt like that way through everybody's introduction. So it's 20 plus minutes before you meet everybody. And it's it's like I'm already almost out of the movie. Yeah. You know, and 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 then the the first sort of big plan is again, it's just too complex. Like com- not just complex, convoluted. You know, they, they fight to get the mission. They're trying to get the plates. And then it's like all this stuff. And I just think like, this is just not a movie I want to watch. So those are a couple of scenes right off the bat that I just thought, if not for the charisma of the cast and sort of some of the banter and such, it just kind of is a bit of a mess. Yeah, I would agree. And I can sum it up pretty easily for me when you have, again, the intro, some of it I didn't mind. I didn't mind face being stuck in the tires and mouthing off. I didn't mind yeah. Hannibal too much. I, I was okay. The odds of another ranger driving through the desert yeah. at that time, that was yeah. a tough one. Uh, yeah. I know they tried. They really tried to sell it, but I'm still not quite buying it. Um, yeah. But whatever. I'll overlook that. Um, and and then the, the Murdoch part, uh, his, his prologue part, um, that was fine. That was, that was actually one of the, probably the best one. Yeah, uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I could get into that. Um, the scenes where they're getting out of prison, that's kind of a whole other set of scenes. The uh, cannibal in the incinerator, again, just, I, I, uh, oh my God. Yeah, just, that's no. terrible. That's so, terrible. All, all of it, all of it. I mean, what are the odds of, of Mr. T yeah. looking at that license plate driving by and, and reading it? And, it's and just, too much. It, that that whole sequence, all of it, the face part, all of that, and the Murdoch part where they're the 3D glasses and they're all, uh, you know, putting oh, on, and that this is where it lost me. And like, this is all this whole sequence of everyone getting bro- broken out of prison or wherever they are was too over the top, took me out of the film. And at that point, I was like, oh, you know, uh, this could have been a, uh, I think it could have been a much better movie because, as you said, it had the 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 the, the actors, it had the chemistry, it had a lot of things working for it. Uh, it just this. I don't think it needed to be over the top. I think we're at, at 2010 might have been the, the time where everything had to be over the top, and yeah. Uh, and I just didn't like all those sequences. Um, and then we get on to one thing I will point out that I like to see, and we talked about this in Tenet, is I like about them talking about the plan as they're doing it, as they're executing yes. it. So yeah. I thought this is a perfect movie to do that. 100. Uh, and I thought they did it. It was fine. It probably could have been tweaked here, tweaked there, but I think okay. tightened up. 
I think tightened yeah. up would have been for me, but I do like that. That I mean, ultimately, about fifty minutes of the movie, almost an hour of the movie, is them talking about the plan and doing the plan. You know, um, and I think that there is room for that in this movie. And I think they do it well. I just think it could be a little shorter. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, but it was definitely uh, one of the strong, stronger things. And I didn't mind the last 15, 20 minutes. I didn't mind how they the ending. It was, uh, you know, misdirection and kind of, uh, you know, kind of kept you guessing a little bit. And then, you know, having seen it a couple of times, obviously, the uh, you kind of knew what was going to happen. It's kind of lost its element of surprise with, uh, with with Murdoch, uh, you know, being oh for sure stuff, but oh, I said all in all, the last twenty minutes was you know one of the yeah. strongest parts. But I didn't I mind. I didn't mind after the the breakup or the breakout. Sorry, I didn't mind the first part of that plane sequence when they're sort of taking off from the runway and they're kind of you know the the plane's yeah. kind of clipping all the 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 windows, you know, from the, from the other fighter planes and stuff like that, that sequence I thought was okay before it sort of devolves into what it ends up being this like CG dog fight and the tank in the middle of the air and like all that stuff, you know, but for the first, you know, sort of couple minutes of that, I thought, well, this is okay. And then by the end yes. of it, that's why I was like, I hate this. Cause it's just like, what the, what am I watching now? Right. And, yeah. uh, and I think, you know, there's the other sequence sort of the break into the, you know, the apartment or like the business complex there and BA going down this, the, you know, sliding down the building and shooting and like, you know, there's just so much intricately pieced together, timed just right, all that sort of stuff when they're doing a kidnap, uh, what they call the Arab, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's again, it's just overdone. You know, he's like he's skiing down the side of a building, you know, and in the bad guy, you can't shoot, BA, like you can't get that, but you can shoot a, 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 what do you call it? A painter's row, you know, from, from a mile out. Like it just seemed like, what am, what am I watching? You know, there's a lot of those kind of action sequences that just go too far. And then it's, it's, it kind of wears me out. Yeah. I don't mind the big explosions sometimes and, and some over some, some action, just a lot of things happening. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like is those things that require that timing. And if it, this doesn't work, none of this works. And it's just, I don't like that. I'll, I'll take the explosions, uh, uh, all that over the that crap, and it just again, it really stood out to me this time around, and kind of left me, you know, wishing this move again a movie that could have been a lot better that was taken from a TV show that could have been a lot better. Unfortunately, yeah. No, I agree with that. I think uh, I think it, it is it suffers uh, for that. Uh, at the end of the day, I think the the movie really suffers. It's except for the tank. Team. So for the tank, Great yeah, scenes. the tank is it's kind of a neat thing where where you're you're crashing and, and the idea is to move the tank. The only way to move the tank while you're flying is to fire in the opposite direction uh, and to le- loosen, lessen your your impact by firing straight down. Uh, I think that's a pretty clever situation. It doesn't make any sense either, you know. But you're like that could work. I, I I'm I'm buying it. I think that should have been the peak. That should have been that's the overtop scene. I think sure. the fact that that's the least overtop scene yeah. over the top is why, <laughs> why this movie for me is a fail is because that should have been, okay, that should have been the peak. Oh my God, this is, oh, this, oh, this could work. Yeah. This yeah. Is, so awesome. And, and I have other scenes leading up to that where this, this scene is what made the most sense. And I think that's really to sum it up for me anyways, uh, why this isn't really a, a success for me right there. Says it all. Yeah, I think that's a good. That's a good point. I think you're right. I think you know one of those kind of set pieces in the middle of your movie. I think holds up, and it's almost directly in the middle of this of the extended cut anyway. But yeah, when there's it's one of three or four, it just starts to get a little dull, and it, it doesn't hold yeah. up as a result. Yeah. So you've brought me down. You've brought me down. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, this movie went from a six to a down to like a four <laughs> in my brain. Yeah, I'll probably watch it again some at some point in my life after I've watched maybe a couple episodes of the original. But any final thoughts you want to share? And what do you got for us next week, Philip? Uh, well, I think we've, we've covered it. I think this movie is a bit of a failure all around, uh, despite being somewhat sort of check your brain. Uh, okay, uh, it's not going on my shelf. I'll probably never watch it again. Uh, next week, uh, we're in uh, Halloween season. So I thought oh, uh, we might go to a nice little PG horror film. Uh, for kids called the monster squad we're gonna go visit the monster squad okay haven't seen it never heard of it hope it's good 
Uh, well, let's we'll find out. Tune in next week, <laughs> folks. <laughs> it's a classic. Uh, all right, we'll see you later. It's Goonies with Monsters. What 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 else could you want, really? <laughs> this is all you want. Okay, Good night. Bye, guys.